ceremony. <laughs> Glory be! Do you think she had this playing as he, as as he crowned? Yep. Literally. And out he came. And this isn't the music that I was supposed to choose. <laughs> Where's Royal Britannia? I don't know. I was going to play Royal Britannia, but that Ooh, didn't work out well. Gosh. And welcome to a very special well, edition. That's the best start to the of you know. the Royal Hot. Flush. See what I've done there? I did. Because there's a game. There's a there's a game where you can put down a royal flush. Yeah. And the royal baby was born today. Yeah. I think it was funnier before you explained it. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, here's Mrs. Wig here, and you're joined by my Berry, my friend and esteemed colleague, Mrs. Berry, to join us for the Hot Flush, the premier podcast for the perimenopausal. And anyone else that anyone likes else listen, that, listening to a couple of funny ladies that has ears, I don't even need ears really. No, uh, you could probably actually, like, even if you are hard of hearing, you could probably hear us through the reverberations of our screeching and our, you know, snorting. We have been described as quite screechy by yes, one person, but we fixed that yes. because we just don't lean as far in on the uh, on and the recording device. And I also unsubscribe that person and ban them forever coming back. <laughs> Does not play well with others underneath her report card. Oh. I do take criticism quite well. Do you? Yeah. I say yeah. that I do, and then I go home and I ruminate about it and remember it for decades to come oh, right. and, and feel half... a deep level of shame and, and regret. Because half the time what they say is true to me. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> hence the shame and regret and mulling over it for decades on end. But I don't feel the need, the need to... Um, Criticise other people all that much. I just go, you're a dickhead. Well, I don't need to tell them that. No. No. Yes, I'm with you. I, I have a lot of internal derision for others. Yeah, you've got more than I do. Yeah, I think I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did a really bad, like, so I did a really bad thing on at the end of last week. One of my boys did something. Oh, well, Oscar went on camp. And wonderful, organised by... A Christian body, United Church, I think. Who cares? Gone for four days. No communication. Like, not allowed to take devices. Um, Happy dance. Anyway, there's there's someone... How many times would he ring you a day? Minimum ten. Yeah. So that would have been a bit weird for you, not having those ten phone calls. Yeah, but I adjusted to it very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) But then, get this, he came back. And I think because he's had a break from contacting me so much... He's not contacting me as much. And now I get a little... It might be a circuit breaker that he thinks. I might get a little fretful, you know, like a little bit... Is he all right? He seems really quiet. That and of course, he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. We are going um, to actually spend a large chunk of this podcast today talking about teenagers and why they make mummy cry. Yes. And sometimes they make... Sometimes it's happy tears. In fact, a lot of the time it's happy tears. But my goodness, when they cause sad and angry tears... Uh, but can we just quickly touch again on the Royal Baby Boy? Yes. I want it to be called a nice, normal name like Luke <laughs> Scott. <laughs> Trent. Trent. Brett. Brett. You know the names of our eras. Simon. I was having this conversation with someone about this. Stephen with a Kyle. PH. Kyle. Stephen with a PH. Yeah, Stephen. Oh. Kyle. Um, Kyle. David. David. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think he's going to be called Albert. Oh, that's cute. Bertie. Bertie. I think he's going to be a Bertie. Maybe an Arthur, but I think Albert. Albert. 
Okay, Kim's got her money on Albert and I have mine on Scott. <laughs> but you see, the thing about royal babies is, and we know this from personal experience, yes, with all the royal experience that we have, but the thing about babies is that, of course, they grow into teenagers. And that's when the real fun starts. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of people in our community, our online Facebook community. Yeah, so please join us over at... Flush. Join us on the Facebook um, page for the Hot Flush because... It is a flourishing community. It is. A it's girl. just the best. It's a great bunch of girls, very supportive. And we've been talking this week about teenagers. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And the thing that I've taken away from the conversation that has been going on is it never ends. It's, you know, even no. we've got some ladies who've got kids in their thirties, and they still make their mums cry. Yeah, I know. So I was just going to go back through and just have a look at um, some of the comments some of the questions. comments that were that had sort of come in, and um, and I think the interesting oh, thing no, to I can't note, find it. Where have you gone? The interesting thing to note is that yes, there's so much content and advice and everything for people who've got little cute babies. Yes, and little cute babies are so good to Instagram and Instagram stories. In fact, I think some of our some of our followers who do have babies need to actually Instagram more photo or no need to put more photos of them. Oh, that's bad, isn't it? Because that's yeah. a whole privacy thing. That's a whole it? privacy thing. Oh, as you were, forget that. That was just you know that's Kim being stupid. Yeah. Okay. So 17, looking... 79 comments on our. You on know, our discussions discussion about, about my teenagers make me cry. Yeah. Um, when's the last time yours made... I'll tell you when mine cried. I cried last week because one of mine, um, I found some contraband in his room mm. of not good stuff. I'm not mm. mentioning which child or what it might be. Yes. But I can, I can, um, I can mime it to you. Yes. So contraband in a teenager's room. And of course I just threw myself down and where did I go wrong? <laughs> Where did I go wrong? Let's make this all about me, shall we? And think about what I was doing in Year 9, which was probably a lot worse. But it's still a bit of a shock to your system when mm. you discover that your baby's doing things that you would prefer them not to do. Mm. I think all of this... Okay, let's t let's look at it from, from um, a parent or a mother's perspective. Because if you try and look at it... When you look at it from the teenage perspective, there is so much shit going down that I know. we do not have enough hours or episodes to actually truly cover it off. Let's just say that their brain is batshit crazy and it doesn't settle down until the late 20s. And it's batshit crazy. When I'm when my oldest son walks in with a group of his mates through the house, I love can this. actually hear the Neanderthalic era sort of washing off yes. them. It's quite something. I believe the phrase, you can smell the stupid, has been uttered at a time. <laughs> you can just smell the stupid, I say. And it's not and that they are boys. stupid. It's not actually that they are stupid. It's just that... It's just that phase that goes on for a long time. But from a parenting perspective, there's a number of there's a number of aspects that were really that that have really sort of been, I guess, pinpoints on the on the board. One is the food. The food. I don't know if it's the same with girls, but with boys, the food. The food. And they don't even care what it is. No, they don't really. No. Um, but they're there needs to be a lot of carbohydrate. Mm. Uh, so the food thing is one. Then there is the, the smell. smell slash extremely long showers of which you know uh, little yes. of that is not for cleaning and a lot is for self-satisfying. Mm. Uh, and then there is... Then there is the emotional 
the emotional spectrum that can vary on a pinhead. And so you actually, on one day, you're just going, this is great. We're in a really great yep. spot and, and I'm really kicking parenting goals. Yep. And, and then the next day... Oh, not even the next day. The next nanosecond. Yes. When, in fact, from when Blink. they... It, yes. In <laughs> fact, from when they maybe go up to their room and then come back down. And, and suddenly you are the biggest thorn in their side. Or like sometimes like mine will be beautiful and hug and cuddle and kiss and love me. Yeah. And then I'll go, oh, so I'll go and cut him up some fruit to take into his room. And he goes, get out of the room! I'm like, but you're supposed to love me. <laughs> you just at that moment in the hall. And some of what, once, one of I our... Like my throat. <laughs> one, of our re, one of our listeners said that one of the things she really struggled with was the fact that she went from having this you know, child who would happily help and do things and then would would then still do those things but would half acidly do them. Like would empty the dishwasher but not only half of it or yeah. or just throw things into the But cupboard. I also Whereas, don't think that that's intentional. I think that's just that brain. Yeah. Squirrel. Squirrel. Oh my god. But then the flip side is they can be suddenly you have this other almost adult in your house where you can have really interesting discussions and conversations and and you and you have to actually up your game so you your kids i don't i think if you're still operating in a mindset of you're going to do that or not do that because i said so then you are setting yourself up for disaster you have to actually go i have a sentiment is it the word sentiment sentiment being here who i now need to treat not as an equal but you know, so for example, I'm getting angry even just thinking about. So this. for example, I have completely shifted what I'm like at home now from, you know, you need to clean and stuff around the house to help me out. To we all live together. This is like a share house. When you live in a share house as an adult, you will all be expected to chip in because that's how you respect each other and show that you know you care for each other. That's how this house operates from now on. I'm writing notes down here, everyone. That is really good. So I now have a very strict policy that I don't say, can you just vacuum the floor to really help me? I just go, okay, this is what needs to happen this week or this is what needs to happen today. Who's going to do the bathrooms? Who's going to do the floors? Who's going to vacuum? And then it's got nothing to do with helping me and everything to do with being part of a house. You know what? Like, or they'll take the bin out and they'll come and say to you, I actually put some footage up last week of of actual real life children doing things without being asked. And I was thinking, goodness, I don't know what's going on. It happened twice. And one, I even got the big one on film live emptying the bin. Um, And then I was just so suspicious. Yes. He was probably putting the contraband out. I know. He was probably, yeah. Putting that out. Fast. Now I'm angry again. No, it's just a mind fuck. Dealing yeah. with other people and their yeah. um their now, is that said, lots of resources out there. Mm-hmm. Lots of resources. So it, all you need to do is go on and look at like, you know, parenting teens or teenage brain development and there's a great little group, not little, but there's a great group if you're a Facebook person called Help I'm a High School Mum. <gasps> oh. Yeah, and there's some really wise wise chicks in there and, and there's Oh, so share. note that down everyone. Help I'm a High, high School, School Mum. It's a Facebook page. And you can anonymously post things up there if you want to. But if you can't find your answer on that page, you're pretty screwed because they pretty they're pretty <laughs> some of the stuff are hilarious. Really? And if you're having a bad day out there and if you're beating yourself up and kicking mm. Kicking the, the cat because yes. your teenage kid is dr- 
yeah. go and read this page because it'll make you realise that it's actually not that bad. Yeah. Can I, I do need to put in like a disclaimer here that in terms of I've only technically I've only had I mean I've had two go through as teenagers and all things considered they were not that terrible mm. like they weren't sneaking out or you know doing any of that Felix engaged still does in some questionable decisions mm-hmm. um, but that to me is just part of growing up and making mistakes mm. and being an idiot like well I, re- I did read this article and um, <clears throat> should actually have the article near me but yeah. it did talk a bit about how from and this will be different for for you kim um because there's not a male living in the household yeah. like a father figure but there comes a sense that the mums have to hand the over to yes. their dads yes um and that is very i can see that happening now right. for my oldest he's not that interested in me and myself anymore and it is a bit sad because like you, I would you find do, that it's really, really hard. hard but now dad's the hero Mm. And Mr. Woogie's a great dad. He does a lot with them. Yeah. Um, and there will come a time when my youngest will do the same. But then, then I'm then. What do I do then? Mm. But this article also talks about doing things like getting them to make decisions now. So getting them to make their own lunches in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And if they don't make their lunch, they go hungry, and that's not going to kill them. But you know, getting them to start. Yes. Stop being the Florence Nightingale. Yes. I had an Madonna absolute... figure running around doing everything for them. I had an absolute go at my Total two down. younger ones, so not even the teens, on Sunday because I went to see the Book of Mormon. Mm. Fantastic, and, by the way. Oh, if you goodness. haven't seen it, make sure you go. I'm going to go again. I, was like, like, I think I missed most of it because I was laughing. Oh, yeah. I know. And how talented is that cast? Yeah. They're singing their dance. The whole lot was just like, uh, the, the, the guys the are dancing. incredible. Yes. And then the singing and the dancing and the, at the yeah. same time. And, and without... people, it's not a big cast. It's Getting not cracked. like something like... You know, Lainey's that's got, you know, 50 or more on the stage. This is like in cats where they crawl over your leg and you just <laughs> scream. <laughs> I hated um, cats. So I was out for much of the day and I got home to hearing the two little guys uh, screaming. I was out the front of my house. We've oh. got a long, like, so that's a long way to be Always. hearing my kids screaming from the front rock right, from Always the street. Soothing. And I walked in, and I don't know why. Maybe it was because it was like day four and oh, I was wait. still just... Bleeding for God and country. Um, Thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, as if like, we can't go an episode without me talking about my bodily functions. Yeah, I know. Um, and so I just walked in, and I and I tend to not, but I lost my shit. Did you yell so much that your eyes went blurry? Yes, and and you get that really sore throat. Right. And yeah. I'm still actually coughing today, and I'm wondering if I actually it's actually still from Sunday. Do you know how it's bad a that is? A little bit embarrassing. Oh, know, terrible! Do you know how bad that is? I don't care about the yelling bit. Yeah, but I'm just saying for your physical health. Oh, I'm you still... would be flooding yourself yeah. with that evil, evil adrenaline. Yeah. not the good stuff, but the bad stuff, and that will take you a couple of days. To yeah, well, I'm still. That's why I think I'm still. That's pretty... why I tend to cry into my cello. Rather than scream. Mm. Except so sometimes, I, don't, I mean, sometimes it just comes out, you know, you can't yeah. really help but it. But I ended up, proud I, so I sort of yelled at them. It was all over whose turn it was on the computer. Oh, fuck that. Now, normally, it's 90, seriously, 98% of the time, those two work it out. There's not fight. It's amazing. So I lost it. Yeah. And I um, and then like, I said, and then the I stopped. Storm recipe, and then it? I just went, have you two eaten anything today? It was serious. It was five o'clock in the afternoon. Jasper had had a bowl of boiled rice. He'd had that in the morning before I left. And then Jasper and Grover had eaten a pack of chips 
That's all they'd eaten all day. So they were feral. So then, so then I just tore shreds off them about just not taking responsibility for themselves. There's food in the fridge. There's food in the cupboard. They know how to get themselves lunch. They know how to cook poached eggs, fried eggs. Make a sandwich. Make a sandwich. Cook something. And then I, and then I stormed off to my room. I locked myself in my room like right. a two-year-old. I just, I just lay on the bed just going, <laughs> can't even. <laughs> and then I hear this knock on the door. I'm like, what? And it's Felix going, hi. And I'm like, what do you want? He goes, it's just coming to say hello. And I'm like, well, you're the favourite at the moment because you're not doing anything except sleeping and going out with your mates. So so he came in and I just had a big blabber we'll on him. have an audience with Felix. Yes, I did. And I just said to him, you know. And then afterwards I thought, you know. It's yeah. amazing that they can tell that you actually are a human being underneath it all. And then I just went, they're 10 and 12. And I've just torn shreds off them that they can't make themselves food. But then I thought... No, I think that's okay. I think that's good. I think that's fine. I didn't never question. I would never question you, Kim. Anyway, but at <laughs> that totally reasonable. So the problem with what we're talking about is it induces stress. So what happens when I'm stressed and I don't release the stress is then I can then slide yes. into a lovely little depressive episode. Yes. So now I know when I'm teetering on that edge yeah. that I just have a quiet word. To anyone who's around me and everyone backs off a little bit. Yeah. What happens to you, Kim? Um, I do the same thing. I actually talk to my boys about, you know, at the moment I'm feeling, at the moment I'm feeling real, a lot of anxiety about, you know, getting a job and, and just being able to support you guys. And, and so I'm a bit teary or I'm a bit, you know, that's what, because. Because you're not choosing to be that way. No. That's not a conscious choice no. that you're making. And then I can say to them, I'm feeling really overwhelmed. Yep. Like just everything that has to be done, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, if you guys can put, your, you know, if you can just do those basics, you know, that we've talked about, that's great. I'll do this. You do that. Yep. Um, and I talk to them a lot about sharing the load mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm hoping that while I don't necessarily see consistent action on it, I'm hoping that it's getting in there yep. somewhere so that when they're out of home, you know what you're doing, you're making future good boys and men. I hope so. Oh, you are. You're making good men um, mm. who are going to have life skills that I think a whole heap of this generation are going to be missing out on because we over-parent them. Yeah. I talk- are we actually Oprah and Dr. Phil? I think we are today. What's this going on? Can we just, just mention that neither of us are qualified in any professional capacity to give advice? <laughs> If you've Googled, I've got problem teenagers. Yeah. We're just two ordinary mums from just the birds. Trying to, just, we're just, we're just we're six, fighting through the undergrowth just like you are. Six kids between us. Uh, yeah. Kim's a single mum doing a bloody good job. Um, and we both talk too much. We do. Hey, yes. um, just along that same line, I, um, in terms of sort of us being in a very Oprah, uh, you know, frame of mind. Yes. I um well, have been self help books are coming to light. Uh, yeah, oh my god, I had a dream about that the other night. Did you know that? No. Like I came over and you actually had an entire room full of stacks of self help books, and I was like, "Hello, oh. hi, darling, hi." <laughs> we interrupt Sorry, this podcast. Podcast. <laughs> we shall be back. Uh, Ready? Oh, sorry about that. That's all right. Speak of the devil and the devil calls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So just in just in keeping with, I think that, um, that the notion of a bit of Oprah and a bit of thoughtfulness about where we're at and what we're doing with our kids and how it can be really challenging and really rewarding all at the same time, and that that can be really confusing and exhausting and just emotional. Uh, um, <coughs> excuse me. I've been listening to Will Anderson's podcast called Willosophy, and um, it's really made me quite thoughtful and reflective. Um, if you're into podcasts and you're looking for something else to listen to after you have listened to Don't the Hot Flush. Don't to anything yes, else. Yes, we can. No one's, out there saying, no one's out there saying the Hot Flush is the world's premier podcast. Get onto it apart from you and me. Well, we did no leg up from anyone else because they're so fucking okay. jealous. Shh, just like Thomas's work, I'm telling you this. Thank you. Um, he does a couple of interviews. There's one with Joe Stanley. And there's one oh, with like Denise, her. and there's one with Denise Scott, and oh, I like her too. Um, they are so interesting and moving and funny and gentle and reflective. You're writing my autobiography and for me. It's um really they've made me really um I guess I have a I have a situation in who in what I'm like in that I can become very um very pragmatic and oh you don't say. Quite, and no quite, shit, Kim. quite harsh uh, <laughs> in judgments on myself and others. And um, you've got an opinion on everything. Yeah, I do. Um, I'll own that. Uh, but this has made me really—it's softened my edges a bit again. To just sort of, just—it's just softened me a bit. So just go and listen to them after this because they're great. But that'll do for that. I don't need to—I don't need to support anyone else. Well, give um, us a shout yeah. out. Selfish prick. Vivian <laughs> wants to say, um, I hate to tell you this, but they still make you cry when they're in your 20s. Oh, let's come back. Uh, and then all of these people are saying, this is true, this is true, and beyond truth. Oh, my God, Viv, what have you started? Um, so uh, um, Rob read me a word the other day that I can't remember where it came from. I think it was out of an article in the New York Times. Grumble bark. And that's now what I, I'm going to use towards teenagers is they grumble bark. Grumble bark. Why do you make me Grumble barking. Grumble barking. Well, that was just Harry on the phone. Big day. No, because we've got to get up in the morning and go to the Anzac ceremony. Oh, look at all the And like, it just. Just stop it. Okay, Kerry's passive aggressive plate stacking. I know that was. I think Kerry was one talking about her, her daughter's sort of, you know, fading sickness at an event and a miraculous recovery. Oh, when we get home. Felix, Felix used to do that. Oh, Lisa Ann, when they don't just fucking listen. It might be a touchy subject right now. Um, <laughs> good proud cry or ugly heartbroken cry. Sometimes I can't stand the fuckers. <laughs> They also know when they've pushed me to my limit and I cry some serious shit. Yeah, they hate seeing... I remember watching my mum cry after I'd been naughty and it was just the worst feeling ever. Ingrid, just do your fucking assignments on time. I don't care if they're not perfect. Just hand the fuckers in. Fuck is a lot. There's a lot of fucking in this... Um... Have you noticed I haven't been swearing this episode? No. Well, our readers have been doing it for us. <laughs> Fine, I'll get off Facebook and finish it. I've still got two days until it's due. Oh, yes. Oh. Eventually, they'll stop being selfish, annoying asses. Hang in there. They'll also end up becoming friends, which 
or might two, I wasn't sure as it was really going to happen. So there is four years between them, but at least two years have been a definite shift for the good, and they are mates, currently 19 and 15. Wow. God, the fighting. Oh. The fighting. So, yeah. The fighting that causes me stress then makes me spin around the top of an anxiety spiral, um, a depressive spiral, which I'm refusing to go down there. But yes. Jesus Christ, it can really grate on a girl. Yeah. Hey, Jo Stanley was talking about that, and she said that sometimes, you know, this she just gets this overwhelming sadness. And she said... Um, sometimes it just lasts a day, sometimes a couple of weeks, sometimes a couple of months. And she said, I liken it to the tide and that you've been caught off guard by the tide coming in and suddenly mm. there's water almost around your knees. And she said... That discombobulates and, you. And that, and that then just one day the tide's gone back out again. Mm. And I just was like... And, and she was talking about... She was having a joke at herself for sort of saying that you've got to feel the feelings. And, um, and I think that was... I think that's another part that I've found with parenting teenagers is if you actually, like if I said to Felix, you doing that just makes me feel like this, mm. or when you do that, or if you don't do that, then that's, you know, I'm worried because, you know, rather than just going, you know, or, or the whole not doing the homework, can you talk to me about why you're not doing it? Is there, you're not, you know, like to actually get them to think rather mm. Rather than just being yeah. some sort of didactic, well, and that's I'm what, not saying yeah. like I'm not saying that it works all the time, but it seems to have over a period of time. Yep, I agree with you totally. Had, Asking those open-ended you know, questions rather than the yes/no answers to get them talking. Yeah, um, and you know I tend to talk too much. Same, and I tend to try and give advice. Where it's much better for them to try and come up with the advice themselves. Yeah. Like, give them the scenarios and, you know, talking about um, consequences and actions. And we've got so much to look forward to. I know. Can we break open the champagne now? Oh, my God. Yes. Why is that that not here and being consumed already? Okay. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back after this short break. And hello, we're back. We're refueled. Yes. Um, oh, can I, oh, okay. Can we start that again? Yeah, let's just, okay. Hi. <laughs> Hi. And Hi. welcome back to welcome. the <laughs> <laughs> The premier podcast in the world Jesus. for any person that's ever been living, breathing, dead or alive. Yeah. Elvis apparently subscribed last week, so he oh, really? is a big fan. Uh, now we just uh, decided that this next bit's going to be a bit more upbeat. Yes. And then we decided, and then we went, okay, what are we going to talk about next? And we both went, those fucking bastards in the royal, in the banking royal, royal commission. commission. And we went, well, that's upbeat. But my oh, God. Isn't it interesting? And what a bunch of crooks walk, walk amongst us. I have like little old ladies being just ripped off by yeah. dirty bankers yeah. and selling shit investment ideas and just to, to line their own pockets. So the thing that gets me is, one, that it was just, it wasn't even like some rogue operator. It was an actual culture and policy within an organisation. Mm-hmm. So that's the first absolute galling fact. And then the thing that really undoes me about this is these people have made their squillions. They own their mansions. They own their holiday houses. They drive the fancy cars. The family all get to go on international Do holidays you know what every the year. Are? They all go. They all are in exclusive private schools. They are want for nothing, but and they and, and 
and so they're getting slammed at the moment in front of this commission. They will, they will get another job. They will be picked up somewhere else, a little bit disgraced, a little bit ruffled around the edges, but they'll be fine. And meanwhile, there's someone who, not even of their own doing, no. was paid, overpaid by Centrelink, and they are hounded to the, you know, to the to, death, to the death cases for a couple of hundred bucks or even a couple of thousand bucks. And these people have rorted people of millions. Like, and how much up to his nuts was Turnbull in all of this? Oh God, don't like all of them, all the pigs in a trough. All of them are pigs at a trough. And then they sit there and go, we wanted to do it properly and not waste taxpayers' money. I just I just want to punch them all in the throat. I want to see people in jail and to think that they're cutting pensioners $7 yes. energy. Yeah. Bill, it just makes me irate. Look, I'm getting scratchy right. because it just, you know. And then, and then you still have a government standing there saying to us with all earnesty, oh. we need to give these people tax breaks because they will then pass that on to, the, on to their employees. How stupid do they think we are? Oh, they think we're aware. Absolute idiots. Whew, they God. do. They think we're... What, 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 what and now I might just take a drink of some champagne. <laughs> <laughs> In your air-conditioned room. In my air-conditioned, uh, you know... No, but the whole boudoir. thing about is, if, if, you know, people aren't aware of it, how will they even know? It just, you know, it, it's just so disgraceful. And, you know, it's this whole thing of, like, you know, I thought... I thought this country, and I know this is me being idealist, and while I can be very harsh and judgmental, I am actually at heart an idealist. You know, the whole point about Australia was that 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 we were all on an equal footing and that no one got left behind. And yes, there were some who, you know, yep, there were people that were richer than others and all that sort of stuff. But this, this just shows that that divide is is littered with immoral, corrupt, selfish, self-centred behaviour. Mm, and it leaves a very bad taste in my mouth. Well, they're saying now that um, the, the, the divide between the haves and the have-nots comes down to looking at someone's mouth and to see how many teeth they have missing because people can't afford to get their teeth fixed anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, if you open my mouth, you'll see that. And I'm not even, you know, like I'm not, I mean, if I didn't live with my mum, I would be completely royally screwed. But, you know, like I'm a tertiary educated woman. Intelligent. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, look what's happened to you. You had the the rug pulled out (sighs) under your feet last year, which had nothing to do with anything of your ilk or business. No, no. Um, It's just, it's just shit. Yeah. Hey, um, I tell you one thing that I did delight in. Yes. Oh my god, I've got the best story to tell you about. It better be good. The husband. You're, you're, oh, you're giving me that eye. It better be good. Um, but first, because this is sort of in a similar vein, Barry Cassidy on Insiders on Sunday, just giving um, Kelly O'Dwyer an absolute caning. Caning. She did not come across as being incredibly cohesive or intelligent. Is that Or competent. Or competent. Is that a fair assumption? I think that's a very fair assumption. Riddle me this, Mrs. Woog. If, you know, you drag your feet on something. Yep. And then... (laughs) As As I do often. Such as a Banking Royal Commission. Yes. And then the Banking Royal Commission actually does take place. And it shows 
a festering wound far greater, probably quite gangrenous compared to what you thought it was going to be, or that you didn't want everyone to see and it's, you know. Would you not just stand up and go, wowzers, yes. Yeah, Jesus. We really did misjudge this and, you know, we should have done it earlier. This is what the Catholic Church should have done. And then just, yes. And then just move on. Owned it. Yeah. And be, said, and be the fixer. Clean it up. Yeah. Be that person that yeah. gives the solution. Instead solutions. sit there and go, oh, no, 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 I'm not, no, we weren't wrong to not do it sooner. And no, no, no. And then to point fingers at Shorten, which was actually completely fair, that it all started when he was the financial services minister. I mean, you know, so really none of them are oh, no, sitting no. pretty. God, no. Um, and you and I are certainly not Labour puppets, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. No, I just think, yeah. Clean house. You and I should run. Oh, I know. I look. Don't you look? Like I remember. Um, I remember it was actually um, Amanda Vanstone being interviewed, and someone said to and and she someone asked her like, you know, would you run for the House of Reps? You know, because to and she just went, oh God, no. <laughs> and she said, I wanted to get into politics to um, for for the bigger picture policy stuff and that sort of. I didn't want to have to deal with constituents. And I was just like, yeah, that's me. I <laughs> See, I love to deal with constituents. Oh, God. If you come to me about your fucking fence, then I'm just going to no, shove I, a pail up your And you know what I'm like? I would try and fix everything. But can I say, okay, oh, my gosh. We're, now we're, okay, now we're going. Right. Um, so I'm going to give you a Centrelink story. Okay. Hang on. Had you finished the other one yet? Which was the other one? Well, the Wasman story. Oh, no, well, place. let's feed into that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Better be good. I'm going to raise it out of 10. Oh, I already oh, know. <laughs> I already know. Is it true? Yes. <laughs> oh, no, what true? I don't know. We'll get to oh, it. Okay. We'll get to it. All right. I just have my suspicion. I'm going to write it on a piece of paper. Oh, yeah. No, I think I know what your suspicion is. And no, and you're, no, that's not correct. Oh, and it's okay. so much better than that. Okay. 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 Um, so, uh, as uh, look, I, and I think um, I'm not sure how many overseas listeners we have. We do have some. We do have some. We a are... couple in Canada. Yes. And a couple in the UK. Yes. And then we've got someone from Utah. Oh. Mm. Well, maybe Heather Armstrong listens to us. Oh, she does. Um, okay. So, uh, Centrelink and getting Felix's youth allowance, which is the payment you can get once you're. I can't remember how old you like once you're I think out of you know formal like high school education. We put it in at the end of January. Uh, up until two weeks ago, uh, still nothing, and we were relying on that money to pay for his accommodation. Yeah, of course. So his university, Charles Sturt University in Bathurst, shout out to them that they Best have been uni ever. They have been so understanding and so look. You know, just we're once alumni. It's, once it's a shit, they just go, oh, well, you, you, you know. You, oh, yeah, your, your mum runs. Your yeah. Kim Palmer's daughter, uh, son, and oh, oh shit, yeah, yeah, oh, well. Um, and uh, anyway, and every time I'd try and ring them, it was engaged. You couldn't, it wasn't even that you're on hold for forever. It was, it was engaged. Yeah. Oh, I've never heard of that before. So I did actually finally get through one day. I was on the phone to them for an hour and a half. And in the end, and every time I do ultimately get through... Um, the staff are actually wonderful. Yeah. It's not their fault, you know, like that the system is so bad. Um, so she sort of said, I'm going to put a um, severe financial stress thing on it to make it happen. Post it, like a post it? Yeah, because Love. she said, she said I, don't know, I don't know why it hasn't 
started because his claim, it's all done. Like in the system, I'm looking at it and it's completed. All of that is soothing, isn't it? Soothing tones. But while I was on... Sorry, we don't even have you on our system yet. You go, So while I was on hold to her, um, I actually wrote a letter. First time I've ever done this in my life. I wrote a letter to my local federal member. Oh, get off my stoop. Get off my lawn. And I, uh, Jason Falinski... And I just wrote, you know, it was just, look, this is the situation. Um, and I don't know if there's anything you can do, but, you know, this is reaching a point where my son's going to have to pull out of uni because I can't afford to pay his accommodation. And, you know, within an hour, one of his staff had rung me back. And within three hours, he, she rang me back and said he should get a payment within the next 24 hours, in the next 48 hours. And then that night... We know this stuff kills me. And then that night, I just see the good in people. I get so emo. And then that night, the back payment went in from the thirtieth of January to whatever it was of April. And then on the month, on the Sunday night, Monday morning, um, if you're going to university, they give you another lump sum to for you know study materials. So he has cleared his accommodation debt. But then the amount they put him on was $150 a fortnight. That's it. And I just went, that can't be right. And it's not right. That's the at-home rate. So if you're living at home, that's how much you get a fortnight on youth allowance. What app to... That's right. I forget we're podcasting sometimes. <laughs> I just think we're talking. Hi, everyone. We are listening. Um, what do you have to do to get youth allowance? Can I get old age allowance? Can yeah, that's I get what... perimenopausal allowance? <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine? How good would that be? I'd just like how how would it good to just be like I'd just rub those two dollars together. <laughs> and um, we still got to pay tampon tax. So dude. I've got to oh, and the number that we go through now, oh, Jesus. Um, so um, anyway, I have now rung Centrelink every day for the last two weeks. So well, ten days I've been ringing them every day, and I can't at different times through the day can't get through. So I've sent another, and because it says, you know, has your situation changed? So you go in to change his system because it's saying that he's at home, mm-hmm. but you go in and on all his stuff, it says, I'm studying out of home and this is where I'm studying and it's more than 90 minutes away. So I can't, so anyway, I've, I've emailed them again, but I haven't heard anything, but yeah. So I actually emailed my local member and they helped and, and Yeah. And then she said to me, so what do you do? Because I told her I'd been redundant. I said, oh, actually, you know, I'm a journalist. And send me a CV. <gasps> you go to work at Centrelink. And, no, this is this was Jason Polinsky's office. Oh! And she said, I don't know. She said, I'm not making any promises, but Jason might be able to have, show, you know, be nice someone. Jason to... sounds like a nice person. Yeah. And so she said, Jason, you know, he might he might be able to show around to if anyone's looking, needing another, you know, staffer. And anyway, I noticed on... You'd be a great political staffer. Yeah, I would. Yeah, no. You would be a great person. I would be a really as good As soon as I get into office, uh, you're my first hire. <gasps> oh, my God. Could you imagine? You we would No, no, no. I would be the boss. <laughs> and you would be my advisor, which would mean that you'd be really the boss. <laughs> and I would just do what you tell me to do, which is basically what happens every day now. Um, so, anyway, a couple of days later, I was on LinkedIn, and sure enough, a federal member had looked at my LinkedIn profile. I didn't know. I didn't know about LinkedIn. Oh, I get sent lots of things from LinkedIn, and I just don't know what it is, so I just get rid of it. Oh, it's very useful. Someone wants to know if I want to go and 
being an ambassador for a gym, and I, that's when I knew that it was a bit wrong. An ambassador <laughs> for a gym on LinkedIn. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Um, I think it's very useful for some professions more than others, mm-hmm. um, but it's a very useful when you are looking for a job. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and it's a very and it's a very good place to keep your CV and stuff updated. Yeah, I'm going to start looking at that soon. Yeah, she says. I don't know what I ha- like you know. I, I don't know what the next someone's telling me. What's your exit plan? And I'm like, oh, fuck. And Jesus, going, you need an exit. I've, I've plan. barely. I failed to launch. How can I be looking at an exit plan? Well, you know, an exit from the business that I'm in now, because that's not sustainable. I can't be shitting my pants in a bloody nursing home getting someone to write. <laughs> I just shed my pants. What's up? Oh, Oscar, see that? That's him requesting money in his account. Oh, could you is, put some in mine while you're there? This is what I deal with. Um, yes, yeah, so, okay. Uh, okay, are we going to talk about um barnaby and okay we are going to talk about barnaby can you right. lead in that i'll go and get the champagne okay <laughs> to young... What's his name? oh is that his name oh that's a lovely name that was on my list Sebastian Joyce. i had that on my list and, and um barnaby's already referring to him as seb which i think is adorable yeah i like that yeah barnaby's that's... gone up in my just because he had a baby oh God, a baby. really no, I'm really cranky at him because you know why? Okay. I think before we even start that. Yeah. Um, so Barnaby and his, uh, I don't even think they're en fiance. I think we're just boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah, I think Had so. a baby, little Sebastian. Yes. At Armadale Hospital. Um, and I was really disappointed to see Kate McClarnett, who is a very well-known, well-regarded, yeah. excellent investigative journalism, journalism, journalist, <laughs> slash them on Twitter. Yeah. And I just wrote, I thought you were better than that. Like, oh, can you believe that? I am bloody addressing one of the top writers in the country. Oh, cheap shot, Kate. I thought you were better than that. <laughs> She's like, who the fuck's this dick? Yeah. Who's <laughs> <laughs> this fucking idiot? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So then now Barnaby's trying to tell everyone that the, the politics should be run by like a family business. Yeah. I just, when he said that, I just, you know, he is so, do you think he's high? Like, I is, is, is Armadale in, at altitude? Like, what? I think it is quite a high altitude area, but I also think he does. He's probably been wetting that baby's head for at least two months. Okay, this is, this is the issue I have with him saying that. Do you know what? Yes. And it is why, it is widely known that politics is really hard on relationships and families because you have someone in the public eye all the time, someone who's often copying a lot of criticism for a policy or a position that they're taking. Someone who's rooting someone at work. Someone who, (laughs) yep, just can't keep their dick in their pants. The thing is, it's just like, Barnaby, proximity does not a, mar- a good marriage make. That proximity has fuck all to do with it. Um, tomorrow's Anzac Day. You might be listening to this Anzac Day. Both my grandfathers went to war for years, and yeah. they both like married their partners. Didn't didn't stick their tip in anywhere else. Didn't not that I could see. What's buzzing at me? Oh, Wendy Harmer's ringing me. Oh, say hello. Good afternoon. <laughs> Okay, before I just so grossly name dropped oh, my, yeah. 
<laughs> Wendy Armour's calling me. I must check. Well, you know, us insular peninsula types have to keep together. She is a good egg. I love she is a her. Good she egg. is I... such a chick's chick. She really is. I adore her. Um, but she did interrupt me having a rant about Barnaby. Yes. Um, what about people like FIFO workers? You know, fly in, fly out. Do they get to take their partner? Because imagine how taxing that is on a relationship. To yeah. be offered a mine site for 10 days and then back for four and off. And yeah. Like, he just doesn't... Army? The army? Like, I don't know. Lots of professions where you... You choose to go into that knowing what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. And that you actually go, gosh, this could be really... This could take a real toll on our relationship. What are we going to do to make sure it doesn't? I'll, I'll just stuff the girl in my office. Like, God... Okay, I'm passing that off the list. I had a little go. Right. Okay. Oh my God, this is Kim Rantauer. No, I think maybe I should tell. I think maybe I should tell the Wasman story. Oh, I'm not speaking until you tell the Wasman story. <laughs> I'm not speaking at all. For those who are not sure, the Wasman is the husband that was yes. who was around for a very long time, and then yes. all of a sudden was not around. No. Very quickly. Yes. And had moved on to a new love interest. Yes. Who is a very decent woman. She's gorgeous. I understand. I like her more than him. But anyway. Was there a crossover episode? Uh, Like, was she... How do I say this? Is it a bit like Barnaby and, and... I would say so. Okay. But as my mum... my mum Natalie, went, you my, know. Yes, my mum went a bit rabid about this for a while. Eventually I just went, Mum, I'm never going to know the truth to that. Yeah. Like, and why what's am I going to change the outcome? What's going to change the outcome? It and just make me irate. He's not losing sleep about it. Why am I going to become bitter and twisted about something I'm never going to know the answer Speaking to? Speaking of losing, is he losing any weight or losing any hair? No. Okay. So the hair is still very greasy and the... Beard is still very unkempt and extending quite a long way down the neck. Um, it, I just go. Barbara, shut up. Yeah. What's it? Isabel Barbara? What's she? Uh, she's a bit feisty. She's a bit crunchy today. Yeah. We gave her a walk and everything. Bitch. <laughs> so, um, no, I might have to delete that. That's probably defamatory, isn't it? Yeah. Do you think I'll delete that bit? Yeah. You're not like you're not going on his character. But can we start going on his character? Now? No, <coughs> I'm not going on his character. <coughs> but I am going to say we had to go to a function for Jasper. I will just press pause and say he has great choice in women. Yes, he does. Yes, yes. That undoes everything else. Yes. So uh, we had to go to this function for Jasper at the end of last term, and he he came in and he said to me. I think Rob's mattress gave us bed bugs. And I said, excuse me? And he said, well, we've got bed bugs. And it's, what do you mean Rob's mattress? Well, when the little boys went, when all the boys went and stayed with him in January, they had two blow-up queen-size mattresses, right? And they said, well, that'll be enough. And it's like, you realise you've got two adults, like, and not waif adults, like, you know. Not Robbie Buck-size adults. Yes. And two, you know, tweens. Yeah. Uh, that's not going to work. And I had I had Rob's old mattress just rolled up. So we took that. Rob, like who lives in what feels the, like a hermetically the, sealed. The cleanest man in the whole you could damn perform, town. You could perform surgery in his living room on the carpet and you would. He is a very tidy man. So um, also always has big, wide. Oh. Also has, Sorry, Mum, we'll call you back. 
also has, you know, big wide doors, full afternoon sun on his unit every day. Anyway, so I just went, yeah, I don't think so. I said, what do you mean? He goes, I've got bed bugs. I said, <gasps> and like, I actually physically recoiled. I didn't even pretend to just go, uh-huh. I like went, <laughs> and then I went, did you get bitten? And then he lifted up his arm and it was like... <laughs> So again, I recoiled. We were in these oh. seats. We were in these seats that had Jeez. like armrests, and I swear to God, I oh, got a bruise on my hip from like leaning over this side. Because I was like, "Do they? Is it contagious? Do they what jump? Are they? They're a bug. They are a, a visible to the eye bug that lays eggs." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they lay eggs in the mattress. They like they live in the gap between the. She's left the room because she can't t- she can't deal. She's like between the carpet and the skirting board. They live in electrical outlets, and yeah, and they live in your mattress. Can I speak? Or you Hi, Harry. Like sure. Like... Yeah, we're recording, but that's all right. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, and so. <laughs> And then they live in, you know, when on a proper mattress, the <sighs> side of the mattress comes up, there's the top of the mattress, and then there's the little lip. They live under that. So if you lift it up, you can see all these little bugs, right? Gross. And he's like, and he, anyway, covered, covered in these bugs. And I just go. Sorry, this was the husband. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, what, what are you, and, I'm like, and I was like, the first thing after that, I just went, have you burnt your mattress? And he was like, no, no, we just had the pest guy come in. He's a sprayed everything i think that that like you actually have to get a new mattress and i'm just like but now you're just lying on a carcinogenic bed full of dead Dead bugs bugs. and dead bug larvae i would never ever go into that room i just would have burnt everything everything furniture everything clothes but this is what i don't get right they started getting bitten the beginning of february they didn't get the pest inspector in until three weeks ago. So the beginning of April. What? And so I said to him again this week. Cute. <laughs> oh my god, they're gross. They are so gross. Oh ouch. Yeah. Well imagine that. So I'm then... looking, sorry, at photos of someone who has been bitten by bed bugs. So imagine that what that picture that you just saw and then Oh look... you're right. Yeah. Oh. Look at that. Interesting. I love that you can look at the picture and not gag. No, but I thought you were going to say that they were having a baby. <laughs> yeah, I know you did. So I even wrote it down on a piece of paper somewhere. You did. Baby. Yeah, no. That's that fun. would be fun. Would I would be, be fun. I would actually be, I would actually be thrilled about that. Yeah, I want them to have a baby. More for, obviously, her sake. And then I will step into the great chasm Auntie. that he will leave from general, you know, complete <laughs> inability is. to, you know. Um, yeah, so he got, but anyway, so I'm, we're in this thing, right? What I want to do now is walk around my house <laughs> and walk under the, and check. Is there anything there? No, because, so one of the issues in their unit is that there's remediation works going on and there's scaffolding up. So they're not getting direct sun. And I think as soon as that scaffolding went up, the bugs just, the temperature and the everything else was just perfect. 
And so it's just sort of taken off. And when the pest guy came in, or when they organised him, he said, oh, yeah, I know that building. Oh, right. So, so it's, uh, you know, because, yeah, because, like, you know, he has questionable hygiene standards. Jess does not. She's fresh. Like, she's fresh. You know, yeah. she's she's a proper human. Um, so anyway, yeah, so, the, oh, my God. Anyway, so I'm texting Rob, right? I said, like, we're in this event thing. And I said, I have got the best story for you ever. And he goes, oh, yes. And I said, you've been slandered. And he's just like, oh, go on. And I'm just like, uh, you know. And he said, I thought you were going to tell me when you came over later. And I just couldn't hold it in. And after, like, just do 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 text after, he goes, I think you're really enjoying this. <laughs> well, that was not the story I was expecting. So, that, it, look, it's very petty political point scoring. But in light of a lot of other stuff that happens or does not happen, I'm giving it to my... I, I am allowed. I am allowed to have that. Lover. Because... Lover in, yeah. lover in the mattress. Um, okay. Who could be bothered? This is very boring. I'm only going to talk about it very briefly. Okay. New South Wales has introduced a cash for cans pro- like thing, like South Australia's had for yep. 100 years. I used to love doing that when I was a kid. It was around when we were a kid. It was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it was back when they the aluminium was aluminium. Yeah. Not this pissant little stuff that you can use as alfoil. <laughs> it used to take you a long time to crush a can underfoot. Oh. Don't you remember those days when the yeah. Coke cans weighed more than like a kilo? Just made up of the... And then they all went environmentally. Or tab. Oh, tab. Tab. For beautiful people. And they added El McPherson. That was yeah. my grandma Marion's favourite drink it was. Was it? Yes. I used to drink it when I was little thinking that I'd end up looking like El McPherson. And hello! Oh, <laughs> like Dream it. What is it? Dream it. Believe it. Do it. Do Be it. it. Yeah. Fuck, I hate inspirational quotes. Yeah, so do I. Um, I anyway. I one in the backyard like Sin- Sinead O'Connor did with the... <laughs> Riddle me this. The whole cash for cans things, the, t- the pretenders went out to run it. And it's a consortium of all the big can companies who are running it. Like, does that not... That's just wrong, isn't it? And well, there's no recycling... There's, there's none anywhere. I've got to take mine to a news agency. And they'll only accept 100 in a go. Bored now. So bored. But anyway, so if anyone wants to take up the mantle and start, I don't know, ringing Alan Jones about the cash for cans, go for it. You have my blessing. Um... Really, probably shouldn't touch on this this week, seeing as we do seem to be quite snarky and are worried about everyone's mental health. Well, but what's on your list? Um, my list is periods. Oh, periods! Shark week last week for both of us. Yeah. I went down in like a sack of you shit, really a blaze of glory. I was a mess from the the bottom of my feet to the top of my head. Um, I was out at mum's. She had to put me to bed on Saturday night at the raging hour of uh, eight o'clock with a hot water bottle on my lower back and one on my tummy, um, bec- and two missing dolls because I just was not coping with the pain and I'm fucking over it. And she just, I remember she was patting my head. She's going, Daddy, when I was your age, how old are you? I said, 44. She goes, what? Best thing I ever did. Best thing I ever did. So um, I'm going to go and see Dr. Frost this week and I'm not going to ask. I'm telling her. I'm getting a hysterectomy. I've done my research. I know who my um, obstetrician is because you told me who to go and yes. see. Um, and I know the hospital I'm going to. Yep. And so that's, yep, that's what I'm doing. No more periods. No more period pain. No more tampons. 
No more getting up five times in the middle of the night. Yeah. No more hormonal headaches. Except I can't say that they, they're not going to be around. They might be. Oh, the hormonal headaches. Jesus. That knocked me around this week. Um, okay. Self-serve checkouts. I just want to quickly say um, I read a tweet today from one of my tweeter friends who had tweeted. Um, <laughs> Do you want to say that again? A tweet from one of my tweeter friends who tweeted to Target saying that she doesn't want to have to deal with them. I find them rage-inducing. Wait, are there self-service checkouts at Target now? Yeah. God, I haven't been in there for a while. Yeah, and it's rage-inducing. I want to the deal ones with that, The ones that came out make me absolutely homicidal. Yeah, no, not interested. The ones, so they're the ones with coals? Like the coals ones? They've all got ones. them now. They've all got them. Yeah, yeah, but the coal, like the Woolies self-serve checkout I can deal with. I can deal with that if I've got only a few items, but when you see people turn up with like a massive trolley full of items. Yeah. Um, that makes me ragey. Mm. The Kmart ones. Unexpected item in the baggage area. Okay, so if you go and put Kmart into uh, the search engine for my blog, you'll find an article that I wrote about how I refuse to use the Kmart unexpected item in the baggage area. Yeah. Um, unless I've had some sort of alcoholic beverage yep. or mind-enhancing drugs. Or maybe if you've just had a good meal at New Shanghai. No, even then. Really? We had to have five beers. Yeah. But, um, and then I remember I was talking to the lady who was behind the self-checkout and I said, you know, because they've changed the layout to a lot of the stores. Yeah. And I said, how's everyone coping? She goes, I get abused every day. I said, well, it's not your fault, love. But yeah, she didn't do the store layout. Store layout. I felt really sorry for her. Mm. She's 78 years old. She gets the train. What? From Hornsby every day to work there. Yeah. I think we're drifting off topic. <laughs> Um, are we going to talk about um, Jennifer Aniston's nipples? No. Okay, good. All I'm going to say is, Daily Mail, you are. Every time I stupidly click on you, you make me feel like so smart. <laughs> but do um, you know, like, have you ever taken a read? And I'm not one for spelling and grammar. I write quick and then I go back later yeah. after all my spelling mistakes pointed out to me. Um, but have you ever gone through with a red pen? Oh my god. Oh, Daily Mail. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I can't look at it. It's shocking. I just. I just can't. I just can't. I can't, just can't. Come at it. Just can't. Um, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to school going back. Yes. I'm looking forward to, as we said in the first half of the um, hot flush, pulling back from my duties as a mother and pushing my kids into being a little bit more independent. Okay. They sound very sad. I'm looking forward to wearing some trackies and some Uggs. I know. And I never thought I would say that. I've bought my three pairs of drop crotch oh, who trackies else, from who Kmart. Who else bought there? Oh, let us know on the Facebook page if you went to Kmart and bought the $15. What colours did you get, Kim? Uh, two khaki, one black. Mm-hmm. I like The khaki's a nice khaki. Yeah, it is a nice khaki. Yes. It's a very greeny khaki. Yes, I like it. Like it a lot. I like it a lot. Tell us any, any... And I've got a 14 and it's not too tight around the guts. Oh. That's just sheer luck as opposed to... I got a pair of size 12 jeans last week. Size 12? Can you believe that? And then I got my period. How did that it. feel? Uh, it was pretty good. And then I got my period and I didn't fit anymore. <laughs> Hopefully next week they might fit. Man. Yeah, Size 12. Judith, Go you. I know. She, I love her. She's so good. Um, I'm looking forward to school going back. I'm looking forward to getting my routine back because I find 
when they're around. School holidays are actually, uh, uh, they're lovely on one hand, but then on another hand, it's like, oh, it turns Wee, out I quite like the... Mr. Wee worked from home and that, you know, I just can't do my secret women's business that I like to do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I have to look busy. Yeah. What are you looking forward to? Um, I'm taking Felix back up to Bathurst on Sunday. So that'll be, that'll be nice. Are you just going up and down of the day? Yeah. Why? I don't know. How are you do that? I don't know. Well, uh, hmm. Oh, go up on Saturday, I'll come up with you. We could stay <laughs> at a bed bug ridden. Oh, Jesus. Um, oh, we've got to give a uh, shout out to our boss, Rob. Turned 40. Oh, yeah. This week. And um, so he's a child. Running very successful businesses. Oh, yeah. He's like know, a multi-million dollar I know. business. And it's not fair because she's younger than us. Yeah, and he's really successful. I know. Don't you think it's interesting though that he's had four kids? He's got four kids, four beautiful kids. But he's managed to have quite the remarkable uh, career. Oh, I know, it's not fair. Oh, they just flounder. <laughs> oh, I tell you what I'm doing I next write, week. I write a dusted off old mummy blog. <laughs> Nobody reads anymore because it's not sh- cute and shiny and... Oh, rubbish. I don't have kids that are cute anymore. Well, you might need to pop another one out just so you oh, get another Jesus couple of years. Christ, that's what, that's what oh, I have to do. Oh, maybe we, maybe we should together run it like a family daycare. Oh. <laughs> you've, got a, you've got a teaching background. We could I totally do. do it. I do. Such an educator. What have you got on coming up? Um, so Thursday night, uh, Rob is taking all like me and the boys out for dinner to this uh, ribs and barbecue joint in Crow's Nest that's only open three nights a week. That'll be really fun and lovely. Um, And then next week is the start of Sydney Writers Festival. And I've actually got, I'm actually going to a few things for pretty much the first time ever in my life. So that's a bit exciting, isn't it? Well, I'm just looking at my emails now and I've been invited, um, what is a Kato cooking masterclass? Kato cooking? Celebrate the Sydney Lodge healthy meal beef fit food. Why do I get fucking gym and healthy? Like Because you're in a size 12 jean and you do huffy puffy and you've worked What's... like an absolute dog to yeah, lose 30 kilos. I'm drinking champagne in the middle of the day now. So oh, yeah. Well, you know. What's ketosis? That's, isn't that... Is that bad breath? Yeah. Uh, it's the thing that you get um, if you're not eating... Like if you're only eating protein. It I says B-Fit food uses the science of ketosis. Is that my saying that Ketosis. Right? Yeah, ketosis. And low-carb living mixed Here we with go. great... Oh, God, why would I want to go to that? Ketosis is a metabolic state characterized by raised levels of ketone bodies in the... What the fuck is that? I got invited to go to a masterclass. Oh, it, it's typically pathological in conditions such as diabetes and may be co- the consequence of a diet that is very low in carbohydrate. Oh, you'll love this. You'll love this. I don't think there's ever a chance of me having a diet that's very low in carbohydrate. Okay, so this is this is what I get invited to now. Six, seven years ago when I was on the top of my game, yeah. I used to get invited to... Quite swanky things. Fashion week, yeah. opening of restaurants. Yes. Now I get invited to that ketosis, whatever that is, masterclass. And last week I had to knock back an invitation to go to the opening of a new bathroom renovation centre. Oh, that's... Oh, how the mighty have fallen. 
Wow. That's, yeah. Well, that's not great. I know. I can't even put a spin on that. It's <laughs> because I'm not sexy anymore. <laughs> yeah, okay, we need to fix that. What are we, we going to do? Fabulous at... Oh, I can't do any more than I've done. Fabulous at 50. I used to get sent to New York by Maybelline, and now I'm doing incontinence ads. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. No, listen. If Elon Musk's mother can just be walking the catwalk at 70 <laughs> and having, I don't know, the most remarkable 70th birthday in the known universe, we can... we can <laughs> Resurrect work. We can kick it up. We can kick it up. Do you know, I've only been thinking this this week, actually, that a lot of my friends, like, we're all very much at the moment in a land of, fuck them all, like, my body hurts, my back hurts. I'm taking supplements. You know, I'm taking supplements. My, I've got some early onset arthritis in my toes and my thumbs. I've got, Sometimes like, I piss my pants when I'm not supposed to. Oh, God. Sometimes I, I shart more often than I should. This is the real stuff, though, but it's not sexy to advertisers. So now that and I'm... And then we're just like, you know, I don't, and then we're all in the land you know, of Ford life. Ford used to give me cars. I was, like, flown around the world. I was... I used to be somebody cute. <laughs> <laughs> who was the... Um, who was the famous, like, film star that then just, like, I want to be alone. I want to be alone. Who was that? Who was that? Was that... Meet Dietrich? Or Greta Garbo. I want to be alone. I want to be alone. No, at least it would be that interesting. But I'm such a bloody blah, blah, blah. She was living in a, you know, swanning around in a house in the Hollywood Hills, like. Yeah. Oh, this is a high note. <laughs> <laughs> I think with that we might wrap it up for this week's, uh, um, so I can go and look at, is it seek.com? Is, is that where we go now? No, Find a different job. I'm going to spat at you. Uh, no, LinkedIn, LinkedIn. You LinkedIn, gotta, I've got to get in LinkedIn. It's all about LinkedIn. Okay, so I just need to upload a photo of me when I was 25 and then make all this stuff up. What have you been doing for the last 10 years? What have you been doing for the last 10 years? I've been writing shit on the internet. <laughs> oh, wait, what's your specialty? Oh, so, okay. What's your specialty? Okay, this is the thing, right? Know. This is what LinkedIn teaches you, is that... Not everyone who you want to give you a job actually has any concept of, you have to, like, so you can't just say, I do a podcast. You have to do, like, all this stuff about um, the content creation and the... We don't, we just the write list, list. The listener engagement and that you do all these things, right? And it's just oh, like, bullshit. it's such bullshit. And this, I have this, this is the thing for me, right? Like in this whole, you know, trying to find a full-time, you know, full-time or at least a, you know, a job that pays me regularly is, you know, I really just want on my CV to say, I'm really competent, I'm smart, I'm funny, I get, and I get shit done. Like, I just want, I just want a job. Just, I'll just get shit done. And I'm really good at it. Whatever it is, I just turn my hand to it. You are. You're good at everything you do. And I reckon... You don't teach that dog not to fucking bark anymore. I reckon, um, yeah, I'll just... Kick it as far as I can, you know. You would not do that. No, I wouldn't. Not with that little underbite in those eyes. She loves me. I don't have no, no idea why. She's very excited when I arrive. Well, bitches attract bitches. <laughs> anyway, I am going to wrap it up there because I'm hot. Um, you've joined Mrs. Berry and Mrs. Woog for uh, season two uh, episode we can't remember. No, I think it's maybe eight. 
Anyway, I think it's eight. It, it matter. could be nine. Sorry for those people who uh, were annoyed with us last week when it cut out at 11. Yeah, look, I do not know what that was about. And we even spoke to Wooshka and they were like, seems to be working now. And I'm like, of course it is. Um, I don't quite know what the story was. But it then did fix itself. But uh, Wooks also said she found it, did it again the other day. So maybe you need to delete it and reload it um, because the very first one might not have... Hey, they're really leaving in droves right now. Yeah, even I'm bored. (laughs) Okay, we will catch you soon. Um, Best of luck to all the new babies that arrived between now and last time's episodes. And come back next time because we'll hear whether Kim decides to get a puppy. Oh. <laughs> and you won't believe what breed it is. Oh, there's no puppy. Don't get excited. And it's not. It, it's it's um not a designer dog. Because no, she doesn't have designer anything. Let's be honest. Yeah. Oh, this dress is elk actually. Designer does. Well, elk's sort of designer. What do we say at the end of every episode? Oh, just keep plucking.